0: Hi, welcome to Patchwork, the podcast from the Office on Violence Against Women at the U.S. Department of Justice in Washington. I'm Minha from OVW, and today we have two special guests with us to talk to us about a grant that they received through OVW's campus program. Doreen Johnson, Spellman College's then project director, joins Patchwork to share how the funding impacted the college, some culturally specific strategies that Spellman used in the response and prevention of campus sexual assault, and the outcomes of their efforts. Jessica Neal is a program specialist from OVW's campus unit, and she manages grants just like Spellman's. She's been managing grants for the campus program for the past two years. Thanks for joining us today, Dorian. Why don't you take it away, Jess? On behalf of the OVW campus program, just wanted to thank you for your time and your effort into doing this podcast and also, just thank you again for your time and um, your effort with, as a previous project director with Spelman.
1: Yeah, well, I just wanted to say thank you all so much for having me. It is such an honor, and I'm happy to have served as a former project director um, and even have worked with OVW in previous institutions. And so I know the amazing work uh, and, and efforts that this grant brings on to institutions. So thank you so much for having me. All right. So tell me about the need for the grant as a previous project
0: director with Spellman. Tell me why did the institution decide to apply for OBW funding?
1: Yeah. So during the time, there were some instances, a lot of social media instances that were brought to the president's attention. And at that time, the president said, hey, Let's let's rearrange some things. Let's let's take a look at what's going on. And specifically, a lot of the change happened within the Title IX office during that time. And so something that came out of that was, oh, there's this grant. This is what it offers institutions um, and this is how it can be beneficial to Spelman. And so we applied for the grant and that's how it came about. But really, it came out of the need for us to serve our students better. And the grant provided an opportunity for us to do just that. Um, and what's really what was really important at the time was that the president was super on board with and, you know, was the main benefactor in, in us um, acquiring the OVW grant.
0: Perfect.
1: So it sounds like you definitely had
0: leadership buy in when applying okay. for OVW funding, which is a great thing, which is what we always like to hear um, our grantees tell us that they have great leadership buy in. So what has been one of the biggest surprises working and executing the grant as a previous uh, project director with Spelman?
1: I would say campus and community buy-in. Um, okay. A lot of times with this work, you know, it can feel siloed because a lot of people don't understand it or it's just it's just an, uh, a subject area that folks don't like to touch. Right. Because right. It can, it's it's uncomfortable. Absolutely. And so with that being said, that it's kind of hard to get buy in from especially the campus community or even, um, the, you know, the outs- outside community that we work with, um, some of our you know external stakeholders. And so I think a lot of that campus buy in mm-hmm. had a lot to do with our president um, signing off and just really, uh, pouring into the grant in its initial phases, but that has been one of the huge successes. And you know, even even with faculty members absolutely um, being on CCRt and just wanting to know more, I would say at Spelman, um, compared to my previous institution with the grant, like there were we did a ton of don't cancel class kind of. Um, You know, trainings and different things like that. And so just to have those professors to reach out and say, hey, I want you all to come talk about this or come do Mm -hmm. a bystander intervention training or what have you was really such a success.
0: Absolutely, and it sounds like you all have great engagement from faculty and staff as, mm-hmm. far, as, I all have, as far as the grant um, was concerned, so that's a great thing there. So as an HBCU, what culturally specific strategies did Spelman employ in prevention and response efforts? Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, um, I'd say when it came to culturally specific strategies for our campus, um, and, you know, just I guess I don't want to speak across the board for HBCUs, but I I pretty much would say this would be kind of a theme. But one of the things is to form relationships. Right. We know within that particular community that you can't just go and ask anybody for anything or ask students to participate. You have to build that rapport that has to be that some form of trust there. For a student to open up for, for a student to want to come or listen or even you know report different different things that are happening on campus. So that was one of them. Um we'd like to always make our, our efforts and even when it came to education response or whatever it was we were doing contextual. And so it's like, how does how does what you're teaching me or what you're telling me about how this came about years ago relate to current students? You know, what does that look like to them in this day and age so that they can really and they can say, oh, this is why. Um, this is important. Incorporating pop culture, whether that's response or education, um, make it so that, you know, whether it's, you know, you can connect movies, music, and other media that students are interested in and and bring it in contact with the work that we're doing. And so that's one of the things we did. If I had to say a last one, um, our students are really big on political and social issues. And so we kind of were able to rally them up when it came to things like that, or we gave them a voice to do so themselves.
0: Absolutely, and that is great to hear. And for one, with the social media, which is which our um, our campus community is really engaged in social uh, social media outlets and platforms, in addition to the music that that they listen to, so that is also a great way to actually build that rapport. Is being engaged in what they actually listen to, what they read about, what they talk about um, within a campus community to actually build that relationship within. So as a result of the OVW campus funding that um, Spelman had, what impact have you seen um, on the campus when you were there, especially the behavior changes or uh, systemic changes um, within the campus itself as it relates to the funding that
1: was provided? Oh, goodness. Um, Lots of reporting, right? And even Mm -hmm. if students didn't quite understand who to go to or what the reporting process looked like, even if they've heard it a million times, they knew who to ask. Um, They they knew to say, hey, well, what's going on with this or what's going on with that? We did, I did love that faculty and staff were even on board when it came to reporting. (laughs) <laughs> it's interesting because with faculty and staff you have to you have to uh pour into them that confidence that they are able to handle you know a crisis situation and be trauma informed when a student comes to them and so oftentimes there were fac- a lot of faculty and staff that would you know push it off to myself or try to push things off to title nine but mm-hmm. we help them to build their confidence to say okay i can handle this these are the um, on campus resources that we have; these are the off-campus resources that are free to students that they can use. And so, just building that confidence, but being able to see that and those um, those that kind of success and techniques um, was really important for us.
0: Great, and that's great. And having that confidence within faculty and staff um, itself is a great thing to have, especially when there is a student coming to report an incident to them. That way, they know where to get that help from. Absolutely. So now let me ask you this, also, Dorian. What trainings has Spelman conducted using campus program funding that
1: may have been a success on the campus? Oh goodness! I know one of the trainings that was a huge success was our the neurobiology of trauma training, and that training was so amazing because it was put on by one of our community partners, Partnership Against Domestic Violence, a DV org in the Atlanta area, and um, it just so happened that one of their staff members at the time had a wealth of knowledge on neurobiology and had studied that and and she came on board and was able to just really deep dive into that training because you know you have the basic trauma informed training and you you kind of hit on the topics of neurobiology when it comes to flight fight and freeze, but she really did a deep dive in there. And it was, it was absolutely phenomenal. It definitely opened all of our eyes on just how to better serve others with a trauma-informed Liz and, and what that actually means. Like, okay, um, trauma affects the brain. Well, What does that look like? What does that mean? Yes. What does that mean specifically to HBCU cultures? And so that one was, that, that was absolutely phenomenal one. And then another one we had was really good from one of our TA providers, Ujima. Um, and one of their staff members provided a Black LGBTQIA survivors, and it was called Community Response and Approaches. It was a lunch and learn. That one um, was mainly had faculty and staff attendance, but so much was just kind of brought to the forefront and just how how do we respond? What, what do we do? What are our approaches? And I really loved and enjoyed that training because there were different kind of organizational structures within the campus community that were there. So you had housing. And then you might have some student affairs folks, and then you might have had some campus safety folks. And so what the Ujima staff member did was to say, hey, okay, what do you all do when this happens? Or what do you all do when that happens? So while it being a lunch and learn, it was like kind of a hands-on type of training because she was able to take time and really like kind of dissect kind of our, our, um, when it comes to policies and procedures and kind of say, hey, well, let's try to employ this so we're being more culturally specific or we're speaking to LGBTQIA identities. That was another one. So our community partners and our TA providers really like had our back and and did some amazing trainings that I think were were the most successful.
0: Great and you actually took us into the segue of uh, TA providers and the partnerships that we have with them and you dream it. It's actually one of our amazing, amazing HBCU TA providers that we have, mm-hmm. um, and they actually do great work on behalf of OVW and provide that technical assistance and expertise to our grantees. So, speaking of UGMA and uh, technical assistance um, support, in what ways, Dorian, was the OVW grant guidance and TA expertise beneficial? and helpful in ways to implement the project activities in Spelman? I
1: think specifically because we, of course, RTA provider was for all of the HBCUs, having that cohort is invaluable because you can see what other HBCUs are doing. The HBCU community in higher education is a small-knit, a close-knit community, and it allowed it allowed some kind of cross work to happen. I, I remember uh, doing trainings for uh, North Carolina AT and, you know, us trying to collaborate on different things, but just kind of them being the glue to all of what we do was really beneficial. Um, the fact that TA was there when it came to clearing, when it came To uh, just any kind of uh, subject area that we needed to focus on within the grant, anything we needed, like you could call on TA if you needed more information or if you needed just a simple question answered or assistance, I I think the TA that, that OVW employs is just really, really solid.
0: Thank you so much. And that is definitely great feedback to hear about our TA providers that we have. And some grantees, they feel like they have to pay for the technical assistance, expertise that they are receiving from our TA providers. And that isn't the case. Our TA that we provide is free for all of our grantees, as you know. So we want to make sure that all of our grantees are utilizing the assistance that we have. And they can provide them with valuable expertise within the field. So speaking of other TA supports, Dorian, so as a previous grantee, can you provide any type of feedback regarding the support of OVW and our campus TA providers that will aid us in improving the assistance to other campuses?
1: Um, let's see. I think that I think that what's done is 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 done very well. Um, I think the fact that you're even asking this question, or that OVW and the TAs ask about feedback and what could be done better and what's needed, shows the the quality of care that you all give to the institutions. And so I think I think that everything that's being done is 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 being doing well. I like that. I, I think it needs to continue. That there is a specific HBCU cohorts and to continue and to make sure that lives up to what it needs to, because I think with that, other HBCUs will feel comfortable in acquiring this grant, applying for the grant, and even knowing that they have the support once they get the grant.
0: Oh, absolutely. And clearly you are taking us into another segue. So I don't know if you are um, just like have this psychic mind or not, Dorian, but you are amazing. Speaking of other HBCUs, If you had an opportunity to encourage other HBCUs to apply for funding, what advice would you give them?
1: Hmm. Well, first, if I could be candid, I would would tell other HBCUs, let's not ignore the issue because it is an issue. It's an issue on every single campus. But but it is an issue. I, I often know that in and sometimes in our communities, we like to sweep things under the rug. We don't like to face the facts of what's happening right right in front of our faces. And so I would really encourage other HBCUs to just say, hey, this is a problem. It's happening on our campus, but there is a solution to this problem. This is a problem, but there can be a solution we can try to eradicate. We can um, have efforts to, to do better and to support our students within the community and within the campus community. This is an issue that's alive and well, but it doesn't have to be an issue that's ignored.
0: So outside of that, Dorian, what role can HBCUs play in supporting Black survivors of our crimes?
1: Believe survivors. Believe your students. And if students are coming to you with an issue, whether it be through uh, protesting, whether it be be through social media campaigns, take time out and hear what's happening hear how you can be of of assistance and want to have the students' best interests at heart. I think you know, sometimes I think in higher education, it is a business, right? Like, higher education is a business. But we often sometimes drop the ball when it comes to looking at the student holistically, making mm-hmm. sure we are tending to them holistically so that once they are out of the institution and have graduated, they can go on to be even more productive students in our society and Absolutely. feel like, okay, I've paid all this money and gotten these degrees, but I've also uh, had a part of me that was tended to. Um, That often, when it comes to a business structure, it isn't, and so I I think that's an important aspect of it, um, and and into how we can, you know, support and just get even more institutions on board with this work.
0: And you said the key word is to believe, Dorian. Mm -hmm. Believe our survivors, and that is critical in our community, and especially in the HBCU community. It's oftentimes where um, students of color are overlooked. Oftentimes, our brown, and black um, students in our community are not believed. Mm-hmm. Um, folks don't want to listen to what they have to say. And that's a big part of making sure that our survivors are receiving the adequate um, care and attention to the crimes that we are combating. It's the one to start off with believing um, when a survivor comes to you to actually report a crime has occurred on campus.
1: Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, if we if we stick with that in the forefront of our mind and if we kind of we start with that. Right. Because everybody everybody has there's so many questions that go into when we think about this work, But if we just start with believing, then I think everything else kind of falls into place. And that's the first step into support and, you know, being there and responding appropriately to our students.
0: Absolutely. This has been a great podcast. You were amazing. You so um, Again, thank you for taking out the time to actually meet with us today to discuss HBCU culture uh, within um, the HBCU community. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Patchwork. We appreciate any comments that you might have to share about this or any of our episodes. Feel free to send them to patchwork at usdoj.gov. Thanks for listening.